episode seven of Inside TBT. And we have our first ever matchup battle here today. We interview Marcus Keene of Sideline Cancer and Brandon Paul of Team Hines, who will be facing off in round one of TBT. We talk a little bit about some key additions. We talk a little bit about some news. But before we get to all that, a quick word. Our presenting sponsor, Germless Masks. We've told you about their awesome masks, the N65 mask, the N170 mask. We've told you that you can get them custom embroidered for your sister, your mom, your grandma, your brother, your dad. We've told you they have 3,000 different combinations. But what we can't tell you is their awesome new product that is coming soon that you're going to want to get. That's a little teaser. Bring the people back. Germlessmasks.com. Check them out. Joey, where can they check them out on social media? If you need to find them on social media, you can find Germless Masks at, at Germless Masks on Instagram. All the masks you could ever need. Once again, we will never, ever be wearing any masks other than Germless Masks. Can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, I mean, I've been giving them to my friends, and they're like, these are the best masks I've ever had. And I've said, wait till you see the new product that's coming out soon that we're not allowed to talk about yet. Some key additions have been made to TBT. And if you're a Michigan fan, you might not want to hear these additions. And you, you may have muted TBT on Twitter and Instagram the past few weeks because coming out of nowhere, Jay Sean Tate joins Big X and Deshaun Thomas – joins Carmen's crew, a couple of former Buckeyes. And I think both of those additions kind of shake up the entire tournament. Uh, it just, I will say, it made that top top left portion of the bracket so much stronger. I mean, before I was looking at it, when we talked about last episode, the top versus the bottom of the bracket didn't seem, seemed like it was a little bit of a seesaw, you know, and it wasn't level. So I think that, you know, and you can call me crazy, those two guys might be the two best players in the TBT now. I, I've already gone on record saying JT's the best player in the TBT now. I've, I've said that. You've seen the announcement where, where Inside TBT is mentioned. Shout out to, to Alyssa for that. Um, but I, I just think – I think two things. Number one, adding Jay Sean Tate puts Big X in contention to win a couple games now when they probably weren't, in my opinion, before. And adding Deshaun Thomas puts Carmen's crew as possibly, possibly the clear-cut favorite to, to win it all and therefore go back-to-back. Back. Let me ask you this. So the news is now out that officially the Wessons are not playing for Big yeah. X. Do you which think – something that we just, we just couldn't tell you for weeks, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Do you think that – the addition of Jay Sean Tate is bigger than having the Wessons. You know, I think it is because of the other guys they've added as well. You know, guys like Javon Bess, um, Kellen Dunham, uh, uh, Jamil Wilson, just those guys are – four. those four compared to the two Wessons is more, obviously, four versus two, unless the other – unless the two were LeBron James and Kevin Durant, you know, I mean, it's just Jay Sean Tate. He's one of the guys that moves the needle. We talk about that. You know, he moves the needle. He changes. Not only is he an unbelievable player, the dude is a, the, the, he's just a winner. Like, and what do you need to do in these tournaments? You got to win. You know, it's not just about scoring a ton of points and having fun. So um, I think that 
a guy like JT just me. I mean, losing Caleb Wesson hurts. Andre also 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 is awesome because he can guard two through five and play every position. You gotta obviously Caleb hurts a little bit more. Um, but adding JT in addition to those other guys, I think that outweighs it. I just think JT is just I I mean, just the dude's awesome. So yeah, and Nick Ward and Wesson, you don't necessarily know how well two big, not super fast guys would have played together on the floor, but yeah. you actually kind of solved that issue. Even though you would love to have both of them, now you got a situation where you don't need to decide which one of those quote unquote similar players you need to have on the court, which you like that luxury of deciding, but then at the same time, the decision is made for you. Yeah, no, it's a good problem to have, to have two outstanding big men. You know, I could they have worked together? Sure, if it was the right kind of offense. The TBT does not suit big men super well, you know? Right. Like, maybe in the Elam ending, like, going to a guy like Caleb Wesson or Nick Ward who can score one-on-one with just about anyone in the post, that's great. But over the course of the game, the way it kind of is played and the tempo just in general of what it's you what it used to be who knows if it changes this year for whatever reason um it didn't quite suit the big men you know even greg odin like he dominated when he played for for a couple games a couple years ago but he only played like 12 minutes he just couldn't do it you know so uh it'll be it, it would have been interesting i think they could have played together i really do in the first half in the second half i don't think it would have uh, i don't think a coach gm whatever player whatever he is andrew dockage i don't know if that would have uh, if he would have let that fly but it does solve a lot of issues because you go from having two fives kind of out there at the same time to Jay Sean Tate, who is the perfect stretch four for the TBT, if not stretch five, if they need him uh, and Nick Ward, who's, who's awesome. So, um, and then plus the, the, I'm forgetting his name, but the, the center the big guy they have from high point is the opposite of Nick Ward in terms of like a gazelle block shots, um, Nick Ward actually runs underratedly really, really well. That's Michigan State is known for their big men running really well. So, um, but yeah, I just think big acts just, they got better. Um, it sucks that you lose the Westons. Like they are, they, guys like Dre are what kind of can win you the TBT, you know, guys that are under the radar. Um, obviously, Caleb hurts losing, but at the end of the day, um, like I said before, they might have gotten the best player to, to sign with them late in the process. So, Shout out to our to our GM Andrew Dockage. Um, so, so so looking at the bracket right now, full disclosure, we may have been you know when we announced what and, and Thursday we'll announce kind of our official bracket reveal. But behind the scenes, we kind of were were maybe saying that Big X maybe wasn't going to win their first round game in a huge you know. Oh yeah, no, wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me just call out GM Andrew Dockage because I told I I think I texted him earlier today. We, me and Andrew had Andrew Zolden. We had tons of discussions about Big X might stink because we knew the Westons weren't going to be there. They only had like six guys. Like it's not it's not that they didn't have good six guys. They just only had six guys. So yeah. sorry, I'll be the mean guy. And we were like, if we had to bet our lives on on the underdogs or Big X, probably would have gone against Big X, even though we love Big X. But yeah, now completely different ball game. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but no, no I agree with you. That that's essentially what I was saying. But another one. You know, best Virginia for for reasons out of people's control is out. And Jimmy V is in, playing Heard That in the first round. Do you think this changes things for Heard That? Is this a Sharpie <laughs> Heard That to the second round? Well, I, 
did I who one of us had heard that in the second round regardless now it's both of us I would assume I mean we just I don't know enough about Jimmy V I know that their point guard is is the Gonzaga point guard Josh Perkins um but beyond that I don't know uh it could be one of those things where it's Jimmy V could be like you know VCU where they play in the playing game and then and then go to the final Mm -hmm. four type of deal you know um I'll just take the familiar face and and heard that I think that Heard that kind of lucked out with Best Virginia um, not ending up being able to, to kind of play uh, in terms of on paper, it's probably a tougher matchup than Jimmy V. Granted, we don't know a lot about Jimmy V. And Jimmy V, the way the TBT works is anyone can beat anyone anyway. So, um, but yeah, good for Heard that, man. It'd be really fun to see them to play a couple games because we talk about their style of play all the time. It's going to be so, so fun to watch. Yeah, and I want to say, going back to the additions, which Jimmy V's whole team is an addition, <laughs> not his whole – you know what I mean. The team Jimmy V is a Is huge, an addition to the tournament. Is, is an addition. Carmen's crew adding to Sean Thomas. I, I'm going to say this, okay? Until I see him on the court, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about being in a, a big addition because he's been on the roster before and oh. not played. I see what you're saying. So until I see him in a jersey in Columbus on the court, not like until I see what he's got, like <laughs> until I see that he's actually playing, I'm going to hold off on, on, on saying what it brings and doesn't bring to the team because we could go on for 10 minutes and he could say, you know what, actually, never mind, I'm back out. Well, I okay, good. I'm glad you kind of elaborated on what you were saying because I thought you were saying, well, I don't, I don't, we don't know how he's going to mesh with the guys or whatever. Like, right. We, I think it's pretty clear that we both agree that he's a stud of – I mean, you talk about elite overseas players, overseas elite. You know, you talk about those guys. Deshaun Thomas fits that mold. He he just won – he wanted the championship with um, with the Greek team that Rick Pitino was coaching, you know. So, um, the dude is, is incredible. He – him and David Lighty have become, like, folklore heroes out in, in EuroLeague basketball, both being from Ohio State and stuff. So, um uh, he'll fit right in, uh, which will be really, really fun to watch. Uh, he is a less athletic Jay Sean Tate with a better jump shot, just in terms of they both are going left. They're going left, and no one can stop them. So it, I'm, I, love, I love that they both have similar games in that sense. But, I mean, DT is ultimate dude, just a great guy, and, and I'm very happy that he is playing in the TBT because now everyone can see – that the dude is just still as incredible as he was when he when he walked off campus. Rookie is a funny word to describe him as because he's not a he's not a rookie. But but for top TBT rookies to watch, you got Joe Johnson, Deshaun Thomas. That's even Ty- funnier. <laughs> right, exactly. Tyrese Rice, Chris McCullough, Tony Roten, Bryce Brown, Malachi Richardson, Fletcher McGee, our guy. Uh, Tyler Lydon, Ethan Happ, Phil Forte, Matt Mooney, and two guys not on this list. One because it happened after the list was released, Jay Sean Tate, and the other one, Brandon Paul, because of course people are sleeping on BP. Oil spill. The oil spill. That is some more guys to watch. And kind of before we get to our interviews and hear from Marcus Keene from uh, Sideline Cancer and Brandon Paul from Team Hines. I thought of something that I want to run by you. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're Zach Levine. Okay. He's not in a contract year, but a Zach Levine NBA equivalent. Okay. You're out of this playoffs for the NBA. You have a 
free agency coming up, okay? Let me give you a PR move, all right? You want to keep playing? You're shaking, you know, you're shaking your head, but, but you got to think I'm, about I'm, guys I'm like this. I'm bracing myself. Why would a guy like Zach Levine, not him, this is just an example because he's not in a contract here, play for a team like Challenge ALS, play for a team like Sideline Cancer, Team Heartfire, one of those, try to win the whole thing and donate their entire winning share to the charity. And, you know, get to play, have a good PR move, get to stay in shape over the summer while their NBA, you know, colleagues are getting to play. And it's not like they haven't played in summer leagues before. It's just a different one. And you get to put your, your name on the back of a jersey and play for a special foundation. I think, in theory, it's a great idea. I, it's just not as easy as that, you know? Like, you got to – when they're playing in the Drew League – you know, that's glorified pickup basketball, you know, versus TBT is, I mean, trying to rip your heart out, stomp on the ground, and that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that it has to be the right situation. It's got to be not a guy like Zach Levine because – Yeah, he's he too high agent, level. Yeah. If he's a free agent, he is going to get signed. He can't risk injury. It's 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 got to be a guy like um, – who – is off his rookie deal. His agent is saying, hey, no teams want you, so he has nothing to lose type of deal. And then he yeah. plays great, and he doesn't need the money, you know. Plays great, and then he gets signed. You know, it's it's not – it can't yeah. be a guy who is going to get signed. I got I mean? a name for you. I got a name for you. Yeah, Anthony Bennett. Scal God, Scal – the only thing I can think about for Scal is us playing him freshman year in college – and me thinking that's the number one guy in the class my age. <laughs> he is so soft and bad. And, like, hearing Cal scream from the sideline, Scal, don't be so soft. It's just literally I was just like, oh, my God, you're just spot on, Coach Cal. Just, it's just spot on. But Scal, that's, that's a good point. It's, it's like Sully, you know? He's a free agent. He, like – yeah. Uh, maybe he's not NBA caliber Sullinger that he used to be, but it's that it's that concept. But I think just this year, this year specifically, yeah. I, no, because I they'll be removed from basketball for so long. Right. So then you also add in the factor that their team can't be in the playoff, which is that's twenty. That's only eight teams. You know. So it's got to be a really specific case. Well, I don't, no, like, it's not only what? eight teams. There's 22 teams in the. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. There's 22 teams that are going to Orlando. There's only eight teams. So of those eight teams, yeah, that's 100 players. Teams? That's 100 plus players. Yeah, and and 75 of them are on contract or they're superstars. Right. Right. And then tw- and then 25 of them are gonna get signed. <laughs> you know. Or, you I'm know, just trying to figure out ways to get more Joe Johnsons into this year's TBT. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you, and I think that that comes in the it's, – it's less of guys that are trying to prove themselves. A guy who I could see, like Harry Ellenson. You remember him? Like, mm-hmm. he was a lottery pick, one and done at Marquette, to, uh, McDonald's All-American. He's, his rookie deal is up now probably because he's our age. So his rookie deal is probably up. So why doesn't he go prove something? He probably doesn't need the money, probably – bank tens and tens of millions of dollars from that deal so yeah. i don't know it's got to be the perfect scenario 
It, it guys, has to be someone young. It has to be someone young because someone old's not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. guys like Jay Sean Tate last year aren't doing it because they have a training camp deal, you know, like how uh, – that was either last year or two years ago. Like how can you expect someone who's cemented themselves as a, as a possible NBA player to – it's unfortunate that they think this way, but to risk injury or – you yeah. know, or risk. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just a weird I, year. It's a weird year where, yeah. where the TBT is going to end and there's still going to be four months before free agency. Right. It, you're like, you're God right. forbid, <laughs> God forbid you tear your ACL. God forbid. That's like worst, worst case scenario to look at it. God forbid you tear your ACL. You're looking at like missing one month. Obviously they're not thinking like this, but like, it's such a weird timeline this year that more year more than ever before if there was an injury of them playing in the offseason they're more than likely going to be ready for the start of the season yeah the only the other thing that I'm thinking is these guys like they go like Jalen goes months without touching a basketball after the season ends because they have to they got to rest up and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, it's different this year because they've had those months to do it. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of the summer just in general, like, if it was normal and you're arguing, why wouldn't someone try to, you know, it's it's beyond improving your draft stock coming out of college. It's you have already played in the NBA. You know, why would someone, you know, not? it's not even risking injury, but it's you got to – you got to – think about your body you know it's like yeah yes you got to get a job but like you also need to, to be realistic in what you're doing and playing in the drew league is not playing in the tbt playing in your local summer league once a week is not playing in the tbt you know so i <laughs> i would love there needs to be more nba guys and there will be more nba guys like i thought of the perfect example i thought of the perfect example is the last thing we'll say about it we talked about it for too long all right chris dunn is the perfect example I don't think so. His contract is up. Okay, he had a pretty eh. Oh well, he was hurt all year, so it's it's a that's another. Bag. Yeah, but he's an elite defender. Like he he has a spot in the NBA. I I I just it's so. Hard. I agree. I think all these guys have spots in the NBA, and I think you you could look at it. The guys I'm talking about, and Until you look at it as it. like a PR move or something like that. So uh, scary PR move. Yeah, they could just donate that money that they. You know what I mean. They're rich yeah, enough where they it's, donate it's cool. $30,000. It's, ES, it's cool. It's on ESPN. It's, you know. I know. It's just it's – not, it's not that easy, you know. Well, and probably the person who did it would donate whatever that share was, even if they didn't win. That's what I'm saying. Most like, likely, yeah. I, I, in a perfect world, yeah. I mean, people would be doing this left and right. I, would, I can't wait to see a, a current NBA guy who's 25 years old playing this. That's when – Well, didn't Jonathan Simmons do it? What? Jonathan Simmons did it. Yeah, but he's not. So you mean like a, a like a? I'm saying a guy who is cemented that he mm-hmm. will be in the NBA for 10, 12 years. In, yeah. in your in your case, where you're saying play for PR and for and for to donate the money, not to prove that you belong. Right. Right. So. Yeah. All right, we talked we talked about this for way too long, but it's such a good discussion, an interesting discussion, and it's all really just for us to 
hypothetically discuss the and talent. it's all sponsored by Germanist Masks. It is all sponsored by Germanist Masks, but it is really just to talk about how the talent level is at an all-time high this year. Yeah. And we wanted great- to get even higher. It's a it's so it's so awesome that it's gone from guys like Big Cat and Dave Portnoy playing in this, you know, to now it's Deshaun Thomas and Jay Sean Tate who are fringe NBA guys, you know. So, yeah. and, and obviously Joe Johnson was an All Star. So every team has guys who could have or or did play in the NBA. So it's just the next step is NBA guys, you know. Like I'm trying to think of like like a a, a bench player on the Bulls that that doesn't really play a lot. Felicio. Like, Throw him in. Yeah. But, like, even, like, like I, I feel like if Chris Dunn played, you wouldn't be like, it's over. It's over. The team no, with no, Chris Dunn, it's over. Right. But I don't think I don't think the measure of talent is kind of what we're getting at. I think it's more right. so the situation. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our interviews. Henry Ellenson. Sign, sign him up. Let's Mark get alumni. Interviews. Oh, my God. Why aren't they going yeah. after him? Well, they're busy going after D. Wade. <laughs> Can you imagine if we post this and tomorrow Marquette signs a former lottery pick, Henry Ellenson, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a genius. Yep. But All right. And then Providence alumni signs Chris Dunn. And you're I like, was just about to say that. I was just about to say that, but there's not actually a Providence team this year. Ooh. All right. Let's get to our interviews. Marshawn Brooks. It's another good guy. He's probably Marcus killing Keaton. Did you see the highlights of him today on Twitter? No. No. Yeah, there was like a, on this day and blah, 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 Marshawn Brooks did something. Even though it's the offseason, it was still like something about Marshawn Brooks. All right, interviews. He Marcus scored 57 in the, in the Drew League. Marcus Keene, <laughs> Brandon Paul. We get to those interviews right now. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT from Sideline Cancer, Marcus Keene. Marcus, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Thank you for having me, man. Let's, let's have a great one today. Absolutely. We are, we are planning on having a great one. But before <laughs> we really get started talking to you, we got to hear a little bit all about Sideline Cancer as a whole. Backstory, what you know, why you're with them. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I mean, I just joined them last year. I know we've uh, we've been uh, in the tournament since the tournament started, but uh, they reached out to me. You know, Billy Cla- uh, Clapper reached out to me. A friend of mine knew him, and uh, they linked me, and uh, he told me about the team and last year and what they was playing for us. Uh, basically, uh, the the lady of the team, the founder, her husband had uh, patriotic, can- uh, patriotic cancer, and um, he passed away from that, but he wanted to, uh, he really loved basketball and stuff. So she basically said when she seen that uh, the TBT was starting this, you know, she knew her husband who had passed away would, uh, would, would do this if he was still alive. So she wanted to, you know, carry it on for him. And she started up that foundation. And that's how the foundation of sideline cancer is. Uh, we take the earnings and give half back to uh, people who uh, passed away from cancer like her husband did. And so that's what we play it for. And then also we just play it because we love the game of basketball and we love to compete. And, you know, just because we're underdogs and stuff doesn't mean that we can't compete at the highest level with the other teams. And I feel like we proved that last year. And that's what I feel like we're going to come in and try to do the same thing this year. That, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And, and we know there are a select few teams that are, are playing for a cause. And, and that stands out to us. And I think it should stand out to, to any other TBT fans. Is that something that has become a huge part of, of why you're doing TBT? 
definitely, uh, definitely. I mean, I, I, I want to play TBT because obviously the, you know, the prize is, is, you know, what everybody wants to get. But just, you know, just to, you know, play the game that I love and just play for the cause that I am with this team and, you know, giving back to if we was to win it all and give it back to the people who, you know, have had cancer and or passed away from cancer, just be able to help, you know, give some of that money back to help, you know, whatever the case may be, operations or whatever the case people might need to, you know, cure that, cure the cancer if they get it. And so I feel like, yeah, that's what we're playing for a great cause. And I love that I'm with this team and, you know, I just want to go out there and compete at a high level. And I'm pretty sure the rest of my guys will as well. And whatever happens, happens. But just know that we're doing it for the right reason. That's what really matters. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And speaking of some of the other guys on your team, you know, it's not it's not an alumni team. So it's kind of guys from from all over who have now played together and been a part of this team. Were you were you pretty well accepted last year joining the team last year? Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we got out there, you know, a couple of days before we had to play up there in Kansas and we just practiced and, you know, it, these type of tournaments is tricky because, you know, everybody wants that money. So everybody, you got, everybody wants to do too much or don't do too less, but you got to go, you got to know going into that tournament that you still got to play team ball. You got to share, you got to trust each other, even if you don't know each other, because you're not going to win a basketball game without not trusting your teammates. That's just the way it is. So we went into that. You know, you knew guys. I was new to the team. A couple guys still play with each other that the year before. But just going there, I know what the bigger picture is, and it's not about myself. It's about the team. So, I mean, yeah, I led the country in scoring back in college. I still score now. But if I have to come in there, you know, be a point guard or do what I have to do to make sure that we can move on to the next round, that's what I would like to do. And so I feel like all of our team has that same mindset. That it doesn't matter who's hot or who's off. You just got to stick together, and that's only how you're going to get through in that tournament. I feel like that's only how you get through in that tournament by sticking together. I like that uh, I asked you if you were accepted onto the team and you found a way to drop in there that you led the country in school. <laughs> yeah, I still run with that. Even though it was about to be four years, four years from now, I still run with that, though. You know, that was something that I was very happy of that I, that I accomplished back then and there. But, I mean, it's over with. But, I mean, I, I still run with that here and there, though. But I know it's over. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think you're crazy for doing that. I still do the same thing from my sophomore year in college when I led the country in scoring. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> did you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, no, I probably, I might have led the country in claps. Yeah, uh, good. I was good at that and dapping up my teammates. I was really good at that. What school you went to? Uh, I, I went to Ohio State. Oh, okay. So you, oh, okay. So you're a big fan of the Ohio State alumni. Was you happy last year? Yes, yes. I, I was happy last year. More so, my teammates are the guys on Big X. So those are those are my teammates. Oh, okay. I, that's that's okay. my my uh you know my biased squad who who I'm oh, okay. for because <laughs> those are the guys I went to war with. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see. So, Marcus, cool. do you do you keep pretty up to date with all things and everything TBT throughout the year? Uh, I mean, I was keeping through it. Uh, Billy, uh, uh, the head guy of our, our organization or our team, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, he was keeping me up to date. And especially when the virus stuff had to start happening, he was telling me he didn't know what was going to happen and if it was going to play or how everything was going to work out. So we just, you know, just kept it up to date throughout the year. But, uh, I mean, I was worried about my season and other stuff, but I knew I would definitely want to play if, if we had one and we do. So, and I'm playing, so it's perfect. Because of the uh, reduced bracket, you guys got hit with a tough first-round game against oh. Team Hines. What are your thoughts yeah. on that uh, that matchup? 
I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, we're professionals and they're professionals. So, I mean, they might, they might, some, you know, most of them are high level professionals, you know, ex NBA players, but you can only have five players on the floor at one time and there's only one ball. So that's what I always look at it. So you got to go out there and compete. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. We had tough matchups last year with Wichita, I mean, with Kansas and Wichita State in, in playing in Kansas and we got away with those two, exec, especially with their fans. So I just feel like going in there, we just got to, you know, play our game, and I know they're not scared. I'm not scared, and I mean, I'm pretty sure that they feel the same way. They might think it's easy, it might not. But let's just go in there and play basketball, and whatever happens, happens. You you mentioned that uh, you guys were the underdogs and completed some up uh, some upsets in last year's tournament. Um, I know you don't want to look ahead of Team Hines, but should you beat them, are and well, then you already have your next matchup. But are there any teams that you? Um, maybe you have circled as I would love to go against those guys. Well, it's crazy because uh, at the Team Hines, we play ALS. And ALS has uh, Jalen Bland and Deshaun Stevens. And I know both of those guys. I played with Deshaun Stevens in Italy my first year as a professional. So that's, you know, that's my homeboy. He actually already had – and the tournament bracket came out. He sent it to me on Instagram and was like, with the eyes, because he had the buy, and I was like, "What's up? <laughs> we gotta do what we gotta do, and then I'll see you." But you know, I'm not looking towards y'all until you know, until our first game. So you just always respect every opponent. But I would definitely love to play LS uh, team L- ALS in the second are, round. Who are this? Who are some of the guys on uh, sideline cancer that you enjoy playing with? Enjoy uh, play with uh, Upson, um, Upson, the big dude. Uh, uh, what's oh my god, you didn't caught me up. Uh, Mo Creek, Mo Creek, I love my shooter, Mo Creek. You know, he knocked down shots. Uh, Remy Bell, you know, Remy Bell, he's a lot like me, he's real active, real talk, real talkative and on the floor and off the floor. And so, yeah, them, them, them three right there, them my guys. I mean, I love playing with all of them, but you know, I'll, I'll rip those three. I know it's like, you know, I really love to play with them, I really love to play with them. So. And and you talked about your game specifically, and you you know you dropped on us, and I, we didn't realize that you were the leading scorer in college. We had no clue coming into this, yeah, but um, right. since you told us that, you also mentioned that you don't mind being a distributor if you have to to win. What do you have to do for sideline cancer to win? I mean, I just got to. I mean, I'm the point guard of the team. I mean, we got we kind of. I'm like the real. I feel like I'm the traditional point guard on our team. So I feel like I gotta, you know. Run, run, run our team. You know, make sure to keep the game close, especially with a team like Team Hines, who has you know experience, you know older guys, you know veterans, NBA players, ex, you know Euroleague guys that you know got experience. I feel like as my job is as a point guard to keep the game close. And I've been telling myself ever since we've seen them, just as long as we keep it close, we have a chance at the end. You know, with the Elam ending, you know, it's it is what it is. So, but we can't be, we can't go into the ending down 10, 15 points. You know what I'm saying? If we try right. close, you know, or even up, then we have the advantage. But like I said, for me as a point guard on sideline cancer, just run the team. You know, if I got to score, I got to score, you know, make sure I find open guys. But my main objective going into that game is to keep it close until the end. And then whatever happens, happens. Um, a follow-up question to, to your game specifically, you know, you're a smaller point guard and we've seen smaller point guards kind of have, a lot of success lately, whether it's Isaiah Thomas or you name it. Is was there anyone growing up that you emulated your game after? Yeah, I mean, I, really, Allen Iverson. I mean, you see, I just put the braids in my hair right now. <laughs> I mean, I've been growing my hair out for a while now, but uh, I mean, Allen Iverson. I just really loved how he was a, 
I got a scoring guard mindset for a little guard. So, you know, when I watched him, I just uh, I just really loved the way, you know, just obviously the way he played hard and just, you know, explosive as a, as a little guard. And he and wasn't scared of no one. And another guy I like, too, was Steve Francis. That's why I also wear the number threes, Allen Iverson and Steve Francis. And then I really started watching old clips of Stephon Marbury, and he was nice, too. So those those three were, like, little guards like me. That was real quick because scoring I handle, and that, those are the three guys that I like. So the next haircut is completely bald, then. If you're hey, nah, after all the guys. Go bald. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never go bald. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Marcus, so obviously with sideline cancer, you guys are playing for a lot more than just the the grand prize of a million dollars. But for you personally, to use use the TBT as a showcase for hopefully your next uh, your next contract, your next stop, no matter where it may be. Definitely, uh, and that's one the one of the main things about joining sideline cancer last summer was he he told me that. Uh, we had guaranteed three games on ESPN. I ain't been on ESPN since I had left college. So I was like, man, I definitely want to get back seen, you know what I mean? And just use that as, like you said, uh, as a, you know, these are job opportunities. You know, when people are watching games on ESPN, if you have one good game and your agent can, you know, sell you the rest, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Going into this game against Team Rons, I'm playing against some some high-level, you know, pros. And so I go in there and I play my, my game, show them that this is what I could do and compete and let alone win the game. I feel like, you know, moving forward, you know, I haven't signed nowhere uh, going next year, but I feel like that could open a lot of doors if I do have a really good game against Team Miles. Go ahead, Joey. You look like yeah, you're about no, to say you, something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, uh, you mentioned your last game on ESPN. I know yeah. you know what game that was. Yeah, the uh, the last, uh, Marquette. Uh, yeah, do you want to tell yeah. everyone what happened in that game? We lost. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> didn't you have like thirty five or something though? Or am I uh, you talking about last game in the TBT? No, 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 no. Sorry, last oh. game that you played on ESPN in college. Oh, the last game I had on ESPN. Um, I think uh, when they, uh, yeah, he showed the highlights. The last one, it was like 41. I had 41. My last college professional game was 41, and they showed Yeah, because I, I remember you, and Andrew will agree with me, you were kind of appointment television in, in, um, when you were in college. You know, you, everyone, yeah. everyone's yeah. saying, we got to watch this little dude from Marcus King go for 50, and he's yeah, on TV, yeah, so we're going to turn it on. So I'm assuming that's what everyone's still thinking when you're playing in the TBT. Yeah, for sure. You know, even my homies, they'd be like, man, go get 40, go get 50. But I'm like, yeah, but it ain't like that. You know, in college, I had the ball the whole time. I could do what I want. But, you know, this time it's like, you know, teens is, you know, we're playing against, you know, better talent, better competition. Like, they ain't like, yeah, if you go get off, you you, you really had to work for that 30, 40. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, if it happens, it happens. But you, it's a lot that come with getting, you know, a lot of points. You got to be high. Your teammates got to find you, you know, the, the other team's defense got to be slipping because, you know, if you get hot, especially in the TBT, they're going to make sure you lock in on that person. So, you know what I mean? I don't really care about that. And in TBT, I don't care about scoring. I mean, people know I can score. You know what I'm saying? If I want to go score, <laughs> I can score. But it's just like, you know, I just want to do whatever it takes to win, and that's all that matters right now. Absolutely. So, obviously, basketball fans love watching your Duke-Kentucky games. They love watching the Syracuse-Georgetown 1,000 overtime games. But let me tell you something. <laughs> When you're watching a mid-major game and you know there's a guy that can score 50 on any given night, there's something special about watching games like that. So if you, if you want to turn back the clock a few years and have a 75-point game in TV, <laughs> I definitely will not be complaining. I can tell you that much. 
I wouldn't either, too. And then one thing I like about my team is uh, if somebody is hot, you know, the coach will tell us to continue to go to them or your teammates will let you go. So, I mean, if I'm hot, I know they'll let me rock out. But, I mean, we'll see. Well, what's that say on your shirt? Hey, hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, you gotta I, show it. You gotta show it off. Let's see. Boys, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoever watches, they really know. They know what he said. Lil Wayne, you know. That's awesome. Hey, what's the most um, you've had since you've turned pro? I had forty six. It's crazy. I just had forty. I just set the uh, SBL Taiwan record uh, in the of finals course. playoffs. I had forty six in a closeout. Uh, it was it was down three two in a game six, and I sent it to game seven. I went off for forty six. There you go. And I checked that with five minutes left to go. <laughs> You're made for that kind of basketball, right? Yeah. Like the China League, Japan, yeah. Taiwan. Yeah, You're made League, for that yeah. kind of basketball. Yeah, they love uh, in Asia. They love um, guys that can score the ball. They don't really care about much defense and nothing <laughs> else. If you can go get 25, 30 a game, that's what they want. So yeah, you're not hey, you a guys scorer, which is you what guys. Uh, yeah, that's all I want. You guys <laughs> lost. You guys lost in Game Seven pretty bad, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was. Bad. You want to know why I know that? You want to know why I know that? Why? I'm gonna tell you why I know that because I put fifty dollars on the game and went to bed <laughs> and woke up and you guys were down like seventy in the third quarter. <laughs> I was like, Marcus, yeah, they, uh, Marcus Keene scored 46 last game, and he's got, like, three right now in the third quarter. Yeah, man, they uh, they made a – we should have made a, an adjustment, but they, they made an adjustment. They had a box of one on me, and they just – they basically just said, Marcus is not going to beat us. And, you know, they took the ball out of my hands. They just they just did everything. And then they made – we uh, we played them in zone. I think we should have went man, but they started off hot, and we just – we just couldn't. We just we – This just might be – this might be illegal, but next time something like that's going to happen, you got to text me or something. <laughs> hey, I think going to play a box and one. But, you know, it's crazy that Lee, right, uh, they gave them a 1-0 advantage. So it's really 3-3. Three, three. Wow. So, like, yeah, and that, you got to get your money back, man. Yeah, what? In that, in that, yeah, so in that league, it goes uh, – you got two separate rounds, right? So you play, like, 16 games first round, 16 second. Whoever wins the first round automatically gets to the finals. Whoever wins the second round automatically goes to the finals unless the first team wins again. So the first, so the team that won first round won second round. So they got an automatic bye to the finals and a 1-0 lead in the finals. <laughs> we beat them the first two, went up 2-1. They came back, beat us twice. Then we beat them again, and then they beat us in the game. It was like game seven, but really, <laughs> I had. really 3-3, three, three though. They, so we had one more game to adjust, and I think we would have got them and won, but. All right, well, I'll bet on I'll bet on game eight. Yeah, I, I'm saying game eight. I knew we would have made the adjustments. We would have won that. I'm telling you, we would have won. But I mean, it is what it is, though. And, and, and I think it might be your own fault for uh, gambling on Taiwanese basketball, though. The best player, the best player, scored 46 the game before, and I was thinking he was going to do it again, Mister Mister Top Scorer in college basketball four years ago. That's crazy. I, I mean, I knew I was like, man, I knew they're going to have something for me, but. We just couldn't. It was. It just happened so fast. Everything happened so fast. But I mean, it's all. It is what it is. Basketball, man. So yeah. Have you ever scored? Have you ever scored every point in a pickup game? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. yeah plenty of times. <laughs> Andrew, have you? Yeah. Everyone has. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure he has. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I remember my best pickup story is 
Uh, and Marcus, if you can't tell, I don't really look like I would be a collegiate basketball player for Ohio State, right? You look like so, you can shoot, though. Yeah, I can shoot, exactly. So, <laughs> um, my freshman year, I stayed in a dorm that was right across the street from our outdoor courts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just shooting around in my flip-flops with some of the dudes on my floor. And some inner-city Columbus guys, because we like sh- the court is like the border between campus and the city of Columbus, which right, you'll right. see when you come to Columbus for the TBT. Yeah. But – um, so a lot of guys from the city of Columbus were also shooting on the court and they asked us to play four on four and we were like, sure. And I'm wearing flip-flops and I had all 21 points in flip-flops. That's a pretty good story. Yeah. That's a crazy story. Yeah. I would have had to foul you though. You can't ignore Oh no, I was getting fouled. It was like probably the best basketball <laughs> I've ever played. And I'm wearing flip-flops and I'm like, I really could have gotten, I could have gotten hurt. Not that I would have lost any minutes, but I could have gotten hurt. Well, if you're anything like Marcus, the next game you probably played terrible and lost someone about the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so crazy. That was, until oh, until, okay. that, last game, until yeah. that last game, I was averaging 30 in the finals. <laughs> were, you, were you expecting that you were going to come on this podcast and just get roasted for that game seven? Nah, not at all. Not at all. I'm glad that you said that, though, because I think about that here and there. Though. I think about it, but I mean. Don't don't worry, because we're going to give you a chance at the end to kind of roast us, so, so we'll, <laughs> don't worry. It'll, it'll all come back around. It's all good. It's all here, good. Here's my question. You get the floor is yours, all right? Mm-hmm. Why should we be all in on sideline cancer for TBT this summer? Because we're the underdogs. I mean, everybody, everybody, we're the underdogs. Everybody thinks that, you know, Team Brown is going to run through us and, and all these other teams that, you know, jumped in that didn't even play last year that, you know, just picked up, you know, talent. But, you know, like I said, it's only one ball. And, you, you know, it's only, you know, what do we play, 32 minutes or whatever to you? Like, you got to yeah. just go out there and play. You got to go in there and do your thing. And I feel like we're the underdogs and we got that mindset that, we want to go in there because I feel like we we want this million dollars more than you know others do. That's what I that's how I feel. You know, people, some of these dudes playing here might have just made a million this past season. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, some people on our team, we ain't, you know, I don't think we all making you know five hundred, six hundred thousand like some are in this tournament. So I feel like that's why we're coming in there. We want that money. We want to play for for our cause, and I think we're the underdogs, and that's my mindset. You know, going into every game, especially being as a little guard and just proving everybody wrong, and I feel like that's why you know whoever want to bet on us, I think y'all should. How about how about this question? I'm not betting on you anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> that's cool, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Got to make them pay. <laughs> oh, okay. How about how about this question? Uh, the Elam ending score set at at uh, 91. Okay, mm-hmm. 90. It's set at 90. Round yeah. up. It's 88 to 88. You guys got the ball. You're dribbling it up top, top of the key, shot clock's winding down. They call four low, whatever you want to call, okay? It's just you, <laughs> Iceland at the top. What's your go-to yeah. move to win the game? No, I'm definitely – so I'm probably – I'm definitely going to cross, cross, in between the legs, you know, size. That's my size of the package. And then I'm probably going to hang it with the left and hezzy look up. And then I'm probably going to go in between the legs, cross over, step back. And I feel like that's going to get me to where I need to go. I think I'm going to get – going to the left, I like shooting off the left. So I'm a hezzy, hezzy, in between the legs, cross, step. I feel like that should give me my space I need. I just can't wait for us <laughs> to put this sound over the video of you doing that. 
Hey, that would be crazy. Hey, that would be so crazy. (laughs) Hey, you got to do – you got to – you know when Dwayne Wade hit that shot against the Bulls and he's like, this is my my ass or whatever? You got – if you you hit a shot exactly like you just described, instead of saying this is my house, you got to be like, this was for the Inside TBT podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, if I do something like that, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) There's no chance if you hit the game. I'm going to say I told y'all. I'm going to say I told y'all, so I told y'all. Yeah. He's going to go, he's going to go, wait, wait, wait. What was the name of that podcast I was on? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be dripping sweat, out of breath, and you're gonna get the mic put in your face, probably from six feet apart. So it'll be like, it'll be like six this. feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna say, "Man, I called it back on uh, what day is it? June seventeenth. Has yeah. he has he stepped back off the left <laughs> through the legs? Has he stepped back? Fuck it. And he added something to it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> that move. That. That move is more confusing. All describing the entire move is more confusing than describing how you get to the championship in the in the league you were in this year. If you break it down though, he went size up move. Okay. Yeah, size up. You gotta have my size up, because that's what I'm gonna do when I'm dribbling it down. I'm gonna size then you got your sub you got your move. Yeah. Twin legs cross. And then you gotta separate because you're a little guard. I know the same thing. You're not gonna yeah. be able to get a clean shot off. Which is the step back, and then you're shooting yeah, that thing. Back, yeah, and shoot it high. And I hope it's gonna go in again. My coach in junior high, he used to yeah. tell us, uh, "Jump high and, and shoot soft." Is that what you think when you shoot? Nah, I just, I just say, <laughs> I just say, jump high and just hold that follow through. You know what I'm saying? Hold that follow through. So, yeah. Marcus, I, I, I feel for you a little bit with uh, with being a little shorter. So let me tell you why my basketball career kind of ended, okay? Uh-huh. So in seventh grade, I was the height I am now, 5'11", all right? Wow. Seventh grade, maybe maybe 5'9", 5'10", in seventh grade. But you just pretty cool. everybody, though. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, was, I was grabbing every rebound, put back layups, layup, 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 come back in eighth grade, I'm not the tallest kid anymore. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I had never done a guard drill in my life. So I tried to play high school basketball as a 5'10 center. And it did uh, not and it did not go well. Where were you living at? Chicago, but the northern suburbs of Chicago. So it was a little easier to be a 5'10 center out there. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, that ain't going to – you still 5'10 too? So, yeah, that wasn't going to work out. No, yeah, and I, I've, I've grown this way, <laughs> I've not gone that way, which that's, once you stop playing, that's coming to you too, just awarded. I know it will, but I got to stay in shape. I can't do yeah. that. <laughs> you don't even see the light at the tunnel. Yeah, you're not worried about that at all. No, no, I want to play. I'm 25. I want to play. I want to play at least 10 more years. Do you at think least. you'll be able to, how many more years do you think you'll be able to average more than your age? Good question. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends. I mean, if I'm trying, if I'm trying to get to the highest levels of, uh, you know, Europe, or I mean, well, Europe is definitely. Uh, I wouldn't be averaging 25 much longer. <laughs> but uh, Asia, if I were to go back to Asia, I'd probably average 25 plus until I'm done. <laughs> until I'm done. <laughs> so, so yeah. We've asked you a bunch of questions, some good, some dumb, but we're at the <laughs> we're at the point of the interview where we want you to ask us some questions. Really hit us hard, hammer them in. What you got for us? 
Who do y'all who do, who are y'all picking to win it all? Oh, yeah, that's get, what I want to get that every time. No, that's what I want to know. Who y'all, who y'all got? <laughs> I'm mixing it up with my answer this time. You ready for what I'm gonna say? I got yeah. Team Hines going all the way. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bet that $50. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta win my money back somehow. Um, what about you, though? You going well, to Ohio? Well, so what we've been saying is, like, they're the favorite until proven otherwise, you know? So, yeah, of course, yeah. So, I mean, they're the, they're the champs. But yeah. I like to mix it up. Like, my allegiances are to the Ohio State guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, something about uh, Bayheim's army. I just feel like it's their turn. I don't know. That That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I got a couple of homeboys on that team, John Gillian and uh, Chris McCullough, no more boys. Uh, I definitely would have want to play against them, too. I done played against John a few times, but that's my boy. Well, what y'all think about that Floyd Mayweather team? So we we <laughs> interviewed Jordan Crawford, who's like the captain of that team. That's Floyd's, okay. Floyd's yeah. uh, kind of right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And if all those guys on that roster show up, that's a good, that's a gosh darn good darn team right there. Yeah, that's a, yeah, they got a they got a good squad. <laughs> they also, um, we also are going to root for them because they told us they're going to send us some gear. So if they do that, then I mean, we can. I, I don't know about Andrew. I can be bought. So like you know, if <laughs> if people are throwing gear at me left and right saying come support us, I'm going to talk. So highly of that team, no matter what happens. But you want that? You want that money? You want that money team gear, huh? Oh my god! And they're, and they're playing. They're playing for a good cause too. Uh, Floyd's trying to get to two billion, so I think they're sending half of the winnings to Floyd because they're trying to help him out. The real truth. The real truth is, Floyd's never lost. So what's going to happen? They can't. They can't lose, right? He's never this lost. This ain't boxing, though. This ain't boxing. He ain't got no control of this. Uh, he, <laughs> he ain't, he's controlling. That's why he's a boxer because he can control his own fate. He can control his own wins and losses. He can't control the team. He can't do nothing out there for it. It's not his sport. So <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad I'm not in boxing because if I was controlling it all myself, it wouldn't go very well. <laughs> yeah, for sure, especially with Floyd. Marcus, we, uh, we're interviewing Brandon Paul literally in five minutes right after this, Team Hines. Okay. We're going to tell him a message from you probably regardless to yeah. kind of pump him <laughs> up, but we'll give you the opportunity right now to come up with your own message for us to say to him. Send Team Hines a message right now. What no, do you guys say? Let's get it, yo. Let's get it. We ain't scared. I know y'all ain't scared, but don't come and take us lightly because not, that's, not, that's, not that's not what the case is going to be. But we're going to compete at a high level, and let's get to it. But I got my money on sideline cancer, so tell them that. All right. I'll tell them that, I'll tell them that uh, it's, a, it's a good idea to bet on you, definitely. <laughs> all right. I'm going to that 50, man. I'm that 50. <laughs> Maybe if you guys win it all, you can, you can throw Andrew $50. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'll give him his 50 bucks. Uh, maybe two times. <laughs> See, there you go. We can be bought. That's how you do it right there. Officially, Andrew Zolden is a sideline cancer fan. I'm in. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Keene, this was awesome. Thank you. Playing for sideline cancer this summer, one of the best stories in the tournament, playing for a great cause. Wishing you all the best. And we'll definitely be reconnecting once you guys are in that uh, TBT bubble. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oh, snap. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I thought I, I exited on an No, you're good, man. Absolutely. Thanks yes, again. Sir. Thanks for coming on. All right. See y'all soon. All right.
All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT, Illinois alumni, but playing for Team Hines this summer, Brandon Paul. BP, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me, man. It's good to, good to see you guys. Absolutely. And we're going to start off this interview with a very difficult question. Um, mm -hmm. we, we know that uh, Mike Latulov, your good friend, GM coach, has done an outstanding job with the House of Pain team, but he just yeah. couldn't get you. Why is that? Yeah, no, hats off to him. What he's been doing with this has been amazing. And, you know, I'm very happy for him, very proud of him. And, you know, I told him from the start, he knows I've never played TBT. Honestly, I've never really had interest in playing, you know. I, I've, I've been a fan of it for years. You know, I've watched it. And last year when they had games in Chicago, I watched it. And I actually was close with playing with, with Team Hines last year. But I, I, I like my – I enjoy my summers too much and – you know, I have a strict, like, workout schedule, so I never really wanted to, to, you know, dedicate the time and all that. But this year, obviously, a lot of things have changed, and, you know, I had a lot of interest from different teams, including including them. But I, I basically approached it from a business standpoint. You know, I would love to play for, you know, Illinois alum, you know, team. But unfortunately, you know, you know they have some good guys, obviously, and, you know, I think Malcolm's a great player, and a lot of those guys – um, I, I didn't play with any of those guys. I played with, I, I didn't play with any of those guys. I was older than all of them. Um, and I told myself I would only play for a team that I thought would give myself the best chance to win. So looking at the rosters, looking at different teams, you know, I was in, I was talking with probably four other teams. Uh, I decided to go with, with, with team Hines because I liked what, what they were doing. And, and I felt like it was a great opportunity. I mean, I absolutely cannot argue, you know, with any of the points that you're making. And I think that I agree in terms of Team Hines has an outstanding chance, maybe the best chance of any team without a bye to take home the grand prize. What do you think separates um, your squad versus some others? Um, the team has a lot of dogs, man. A lot of guys that know their role. Um, you know, gritty, they play hard. You know, all the guys I've either played against or played with at one point in my career – and, you know, they're playing, you know, at high levels in Europe. And, um, you know, they're not, they're not afraid. They're not – they have experience, too. The bigger thing is they have experience. So, you know, kind of bringing those guys together, it gets me excited to play. You know, this will be my first time, and, you know, I'll see how I like it and all that. But, you know, I'm just excited to play. I got to tell you, when your basketball career is over, you got to try to be a politician or something. You've, you've had some great, perfect answers to these questions so far. Not saying, you know, hats off to House of Pain, but this is why I'm doing this. So I'm, I'm happy to hear these answers, and I'm voting for you when you run for uh, mayor, mayor of Chicago. Yeah, to all the Illini fans out there, like, I, they know I, 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 I dye orange and blue. Um, you know, I wish them the best in the tournament, but it's just a business. It's a business decision. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, we haven't really talked to too many quote unquote free agents for TBT. You know, we've talked to a lot of guys that are on established teams that have been on it for a couple of years. I'm curious what that actually looks like. You know, you said you had a bunch of teams talking to you. Were they talking to you? Were they talking to your agent? How does that process actually work? Um, honestly, for the last three years I had a lot of people reach out to me either via Twitter or Instagram or through a friend I've had you know people text me like hey my guy is running this team I, I was playing in New York I go to New York a lot to train one of my one of my closest friends was out there 
Um, shout out to Tim Burns. He, he lives out there, and I'll go out there and play five-on-five five and stuff. So we were playing, and we had a few NBA guys in the run, and some guy approached me at the gym was like, yeah, I got this team out of Brooklyn, and I want you to play. You know, and he was he was he was smart. He was telling me all my stats and telling me about my career. And I was like, I was like, yo, who is this guy? He knows everything. And so I, it was it was definitely humbling, and you know, it was cool. But I didn't I didn't really know anybody on the roster, and uh, you know, I wasn't really trying to entertain that. And then there was um, a couple other teams throughout the years, and you know, it was just like I said before. I I enjoy my time off. The summer is the only time I, I have time basically to be with family and friends. You know, especially if I'm in Europe, you know, for nine or 10 months. So I enjoy the time, you know, I, I work out every day, but I'm still around people, you know, whether I'm in Chicago or New York, whatever the case may be. But I, I feel like this is the time that I could take advantage of the opportunity and play. So when you say that now is, is the perfect timing, what kind of goes into that? Is it the, is it the pandemic? Is it, did you come home um, earlier than you anticipated? Um, you know, what makes this the best timing? Yeah, I don't even know if, if that's the right wording for it, but, you know, the, our, my, I was in a year league, so that our season ended early, and we ended up losing. We had we lost, you know, a significant amount of money, a couple of checks towards the end of the year. And, you know, for two and a half months, which is the longest I've ever been without touching a basketball, I couldn't play. Like, I, I literally couldn't even work out. I was training. My, my, my training would come to my apartment, and we'd be doing, like, strength, speed, and agility, and people would complain. So I couldn't even do it in my apartment. So we'd have to wait till it was like nice out to go outside and, and work out like at the park or something like that, or I would pop over by his place. So all this going on, you know, I'm finally back in the gym, finally being able to get on a normal, you know, routine. I just saw it as an opportunity to kind of get back in shape. Cause the only way to get actually in shape is to play. Like you can work out as much as you want until you're blue in the face, but playing running up and down is what's, what's really going to get you, you know, in shape. And, you know, I felt like it was a good time to do that. One thing I think that you'll find is um, a common theme that, that comes up with guys that we talk to is that exactly what you're saying, the reason or part of the reason why they play in the TBT is because um, it's the best basketball that you can find in the summer, whether it's pickup, whether it's whatever, there's nothing that compares to being in game shape. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll find out that it's exactly what you're thinking. It's not only is it great basketball, but it's, but it's exactly what you're saying. I keep saying that, but it's the truth. Like, you're going you're gonna to get great basketball time and great basketball workouts just by hooping, and you can't do that anywhere else in the summer, really. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you need that, and it's, it's great. You know, I got my guy, Jeff Pagliaca, who works out with us here. You know, we train with him every week, and, you know, those workouts are great, but he always does a great job of, of getting a solid group of guys together so we can run 5 on 5 because that's what it's really about. That's where you really can work on what you've been working on in the gym. So all the drills and all the shots and stuff, you, you kind of put that to test when you do five-on-five five and, and open gym runs. And, you know, it's so important to get the right amount of guys in there. So it's it was definitely an opportunity for me to kind of just play, and, you know, I'm excited for it. Is there any of, are, are there any other of PAG's guys that are playing in the TBT that you know of? Uh, he's got a solid – obviously, you know, he's got a solid crew. I feel like that yeah. those are a lot of the guys that the TBT's made for. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any specific guys that go, like – Consistent. I mean, Malcolm. Malcolm trains with Pags. Uh, Jamil Wilson put trains with Pags. I know he's playing. I, I think he's playing again. And there's probably a handful of guys that have that have worked out for him. Um, but you know, I mean, Jeff's got a lot of NBA clients and a lot of guys that you know play high level in Europe and Asia. 
Um, so there's, there's probably a handful of guys that are, that are playing in it. So some people, including myself, are saying that you may just be the best player in TBT this summer. What do you think of uh, what do you think of a claim like that right there? I appreciate that. It's very humbling, and you know, there's a lot of dogs that play in TBT every single year, and to be you know considered at the top of that, that's definitely very humbling. Uh, I'm definitely just coming into the situation as a chance to compete, get better, you know, play with some guys that you know I'm I'm fairly used to, you know, whether I've seen them or I played against them or played with them. You know, in the basketball world, it's such a small world. Everybody out there has a, has ties to somebody else. So I, I guess I'm going in. I, I don't want to go in with a lot of pressure or anything like that. I'm just going in to play, have fun. But I'm going to compete, and I'm going in to win. So, you know, I'm excited for that. Are there any guys or teams that you specifically would love to play against, whether it's, I don't know, your, your former school's team or, I don't know, your – that's the, another alumni team that you might have scored 45 against, uh, any teams <laughs> like that? Um, you know, to be quite honest, I was looking at a couple of the rosters, but I don't really – I wasn't, haven't been really focused on that too much. You know, my, my main thing was just getting in the best shape that I can right now, you know, working out. I usually work out twice a day, uh, three to four times a week, and then, you know, I'm in the gym with Pags every day, and then I go – lift three to four times a week and I'm trying to get in the best shape playing against these guys is gonna be fun no matter who it is you know there's guys that I don't know they're gonna surprise me there's guys that I do know that I haven't played against in a while that I'm excited to go against so I'm just ready for the challenge so your first round matchup is with sideline cancer who's a veteran team in TBT they got some good guys we actually just spoke with uh Marcus Keene who's who's their point guard, and as you know, he's a scorer. And he said he's ready for the first-round matchup against Team Hines, and he's excited. He knows they're the underdogs, but he's going to bring it. What do you think about that first-round matchup? Um, I think there's – I don't think there's any team in TBT that you can take lightly. Like, there's no team that is just like a layup or anything like that. So, guys guys are going to be coming in with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be coming in with a chip on his shoulder. You know, we've got a lot of dogs on our team, but there's a lot of dogs in the whole TBT. So uh, it's, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be great basketball. It's going to be a lot of competition. Guys are going to be, you know, out there to, pr- to prove themselves. So, you know, I've always – I've never been one to take any competition lightly, you know. So it's, it's going to be fun. Are you so, the president of the Players Association in Europe? <laughs> no, I'm not, man. No, I'm not. I'm part of it, though. All right, you got to be the pr- – you – I'm – I'll vote I, you for president for gotta, the Players Association. Can gotta, you come over and run the NBA's Player Association? Chris Paul's doing a good job, but you definitely could get in there and help. When I was on the Spurs, I was the uh, – when Danny stepped down from the role as the team spokesman for, like, the MBPA, they appointed me. So that oh, – and wow. I have a great relationship for with the MBPA. I've been on a lot of trips with them, and I've, and I've got – I've been presented a crazy amount of opportunities through MBPA. So shout out to them. They've been amazing. I, I was going to say that politician, I don't think is the right word. I, you got like the coach speak down though. You know, yeah. the coaches are always, they're taking none of the, the spotlight. They don't want any of the spotlight on them for the success. You know, they don't talk about how, how hard they work. They're always talking about, you know, the team, the team, what's next, the future. I think that's what you have down is you, you got the coach speak down. I appreciate that, man. I, and I, I feel like I'm not, politically correct and uh i've been asked about the 
think for years, if I want to coach after basketball, honestly, I don't know if I have the patience to do it, if I'm being completely honest, because I've been around so many different players in my career. I've been around so many different coaches. Uh, you know, I had, I had one coach that told me, you know, the first thing that's going to happen if you become a coach is all of a sudden everybody knows more than you. And so when he told me that, I kind of thought about it. I was like, yeah, I can see how people can come off and kind of have that type of mindset. Uh, I, I mean, I love basketball. I don't know if I'm going to be around basketball after I retire or not, probably have my hand in it, but I don't know. It's a long way from now, so we'll see what happens. If you knew you were going to coach a bunch of Brandon Pauls, then the decision would be easy, right? Oh, very easy, very easy. <laughs> so, and to be as humble as I can possibly say, very easy. <laughs> we're trying to get a headline out of you, and you're just not giving it to us. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you something. I've been around the – I've lived everywhere. I've done, you know, all – I've done all the, the research on, you know, how things are going and, and what people try to get out of people. You, might, you guys might catch me slipping. We'll see. All right, I'm going to ask you – I'm going to ask you a crazy random question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get the creative juices flowing right here. All right, you've been all over the world, NBA, Euro League, everywhere, college basketball. Who is the most, in your opinion, famous person – that you have in your phone, con in your contacts. Oh, this person in my phone. <laughs> um, we got to. We might have to split this in categories. Are we talking about sports yeah, yeah. in general? Just rattle them off. Yeah, we're good with yeah. whatever. Basketball related, non-sports related, old, young, um, Michael Tulip. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Tulip, my guy. He's probably at the top of the list. I don't know, man. I mean, I got a lot of players on my phone, uh, a lot of coaches, obviously, um, a lot of GMs. I got some. So uh, I don't know. I don't. We I need names. We need names. We need names. <laughs> I never think about it like that. That's a good question. I uh, think I can now safely say that the most famous person in my phone might be Brandon Paul. <laughs> you know, I don't like the name. I appreciate that, man. But I don't like the name drop. I don't want. No, that's like good. We're, it's, oh. a, it's all a test. It's all a test. You're passing. Don't worry. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I know I do know some. I do know other people, though. You do. You have Tim Duncan in your phone. There you go. Hall of Famer. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Done. I mean, PP, Tony's my guy. I got Manu. Um, there we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you guys a story. How about that? I'll tell you yeah. guys a story. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Because it's my guy. Tony Parker's unbelievable human being. Great guy. Um, you know, I got a chance to play with him with the Spurs. And I, I walked in one day, and I was just joking with him. He was, he, was he was on a training table getting treatment. And I was walking by, and they were like, he was like, he was like, he was like what's going on, BP? And I stopped, and I was like, oh, what's up? You said you were going to give me the Ferrari? Because, you know, he's got a few Ferraris, and he would pull up with him. So he was just like, hey, what's up, BP? Good morning. And I was like, oh, you said you were going to give me the Ferrari? And like, it's a joke. So he kind of laughed. He was like, hey, your first dunk, I'll let you, I will let you drive my Ferrari. So um, literally a few weeks into the season, maybe like a month, I had like seven dunks. And so I walk in and I was like, man, that's crazy. Tony told me he's going to give me his Ferrari. You know, I got seven dunks. I don't have it now. He's like, he's like, oh, you got seven dunks already? I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, okay, I'll bring it tomorrow. And I'll let you drive it. So he brought me his one of his Ferraris. And so I, I basically drove it home and he drove my car home. And so I had it for a week. Uh, so I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> so the day before I was going to bring it back, um, uh -oh. pulling up to the gym, we were doing an autograph signing. 
So I, I had to go to the gym and sign a bunch of basketballs and stuff. And I was, and he, and he told me when I first got it to watch the light in the front of the like odometer for when you're parking, cause it'll, it'll tell you when to stop so you don't scrape the front. Oh. I wasn't paying attention. So I kind of pulled up to the parking spot and I scraped the bottom of the car. Oh. I was like, <laughs> and then like I backed up and it was like, oh, was like, oh my God. To, the icing on the cake was the next day was literally April 1st. So it was April Fool's. Oh. I'm like, and we had a game. So I'm like, shit. So, so I don't know if it's around here, my bad. Yeah, you're good, do So I text him to kind of make things light. I was like, I was like, yo, bro, I got into an accident. I totaled the car. Like, I'm I'm fine, but your car is kind of wrecked. Like, I'm like my bad, bro. I'll pay for the damage, don't worry. And like I said that before I got to the gym. I got to the gym first because I was a rookie. So I, I pulled up to the gym, I parked in my spot. And so he walks in and he was like, He's like, BP, I saw my car. I knew you was messing with me because April Fool's. Like, I wasn't going to, you know, feed into that. And, like, we kind of, like, laughed about it. But then I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, see, what happened was I actually did scrape the bottom of it just a little bit, you know. And he was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll just tell me whatever it is. I'll pay for it. Don't worry. He's like, he's like yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll take it in and I'll have my guy check on it. So for like two weeks, I was just like, yo, bro, like, let me know what it is. I was, I felt so bad. I was like, just let me know what the, what the damage is and what it is. I'll pay you. So finally, he just comes up to me. He's like, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, my, my, my buddy took care of it. Don't worry about it. I was like, I was like, you sure? Like, I'm, let me pay for this. Let me give you something. He was like, no, he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry. And I was like, man, that's, that's a nice guy right there. Cause I was like, I was like scared. I was like, damn, I just, I just scraped Tony Parker Ferrari. Like, what the hell? I can't, I can't even imagine how bad you felt. Cause when I, I got a little Ford Fusion and it does the same thing where I just, I scrape the bottom and I pull it back and it's that same feeling and I feel terrible when that happens to my little red Ford Fusion I can't even imagine. Man, it was bad, but that was that was fun. He's he's a great guy, great guy. I I gotta ask a good follow up question. It's gotta be who's been your favorite teammate uh, besides besides Tony who let you own a Ferrari for a week, who let Stop. you damage his Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, when I was with the Spurs, I had a lot of great teammates, man. You know, Tony was great. Manu was great. Manu was a big advocate for me. He would sit me down and talk and, like, let me know things that I could do, you know, to to get more playing time and stuff. You know, Benny Green looked out for me. LaMarcus was my guy. Joffrey Laverne, I was real close with him. I still talk to him every other week, you know. Um, Davis, all those guys. And then, I mean, I've had some great, great teammates, you know, throughout the years in Europe. Like, a lot of guys that I stay in contact to, you know, this day. Um, you know, my guys in, in Istanbul, you know, Bryant Dunstan and, and Deshaun and, you know, Jason Granger, Tyler Honeycutt, rest in peace. Uh, I play with Goran Sutan, Michigan State grad, Demond Mallet. I just got – basketball has taken me so many places and made me, you know, so many, you know, friendships that are like – I feel like they're like lifelong. And, of course, college. I got a lot of guys from college I still talk to. Obviously, Mike. My boy Joe Burchin, I probably talk to Joe almost every day. Um, Sammy Meniscalco, all these guys, you know, they're, they're, these are my these are my guys. Yeah, clearly fortunate to have great teammates and great coaches. Mm -hmm. I, I know maybe you have a good coach pop story, maybe you don't, but you got to have at least a quote from him that you were just like, that is exactly what people say. That's why he is what he is. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff with the Spurs is just like. Family business is family business, so I don't like to tell a lot of like Spurs stories. But yeah, I mean, he's he's just great. Like he he really is just great. You know, he comes in, 
and you just see asked you by your your family. I, I I would say this: we we played in Chicago my first time uh, in the United Center as a, as a NBA player, which was surreal. And you know, first of all, we beat the Bulls twice, which makes me very happy. Uh, mm-hmm. so we destroyed. We beat them by like forty five points, and I, that's probably my favorite game of my career. Yeah, I had, not hard know, to do. Man. <laughs> but um, after the game, you know, I had a lot of people come visit, all my friends, family. And, you know, he went out of his way to come and say hi to him. Like, I didn't ask him to come over. Like, you know, people are like, hey, I want to say, of course they're saying that. I'm not, I'm not like trying to buy them. He literally just came up to me, put his armor on. He's like, he's like, hey, Brandon, these are your people. He went and shook hands and said hi to every single one of my people. And I had a lot of people there. It's a Chicago game. So, you know, the fact that he just did that, you know, out of the kindness of his heart was just, just a testament to, how, you know, the type of person he is. I think I, I think I just figured something out about you. All right. I think you were crazy off the rails, throwing headlines out there and you get to San Antonio and your first day coach pop goes, all right, hand in your personality hand in your, <laughs> hand it all in. You don't nah. get to be fun anymore. You're a spur. No, nah, they do the research, man. They, they're not letting just anybody join, you know, join the club. So, you know, obviously I had my, I had my fun in, in, in college, you know, I had a lot of times at cams, you know, shout out to cam. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I've always been just, I just try to take a professional, you know, stance on everything. You know, I, obviously I have from my friends and everything, then I'll go, I have a drink, whatever, but I'll, anywhere I go, you guys always think someone's, someone's always watching. And I, that's what I try to tell like the young kids, you can have your fun. So I tell the young kids when they go to big colleges, cause it's different, especially kids that grew up like with strict parents, you go to college and you can basically do whatever, whatever you want. So you got to be able to, you know, to manage, manage everything. I want to bring Andrew it back. knew that before he got to Mizzou. <laughs> Say what? I said, if only Andrew knew that before he got to Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, I went to Mizzou. So I, I'm a big uh, Marcus Denman fan. Your, your teammate yeah, yeah, for the yeah. summer. And he actually didn't text us back. So you got to give him a little nudge or something. When you see him, <laughs> when you see him in Columbus, I play with in, uh, in China. I play with really? him in China. I love the Spurs, yeah. Yeah, we, we took our team to the playoffs. It's the first time that they made the playoffs. And we – and we uh, I, I don't know, first time they made the playoffs, but it was the first playoff win. So we, we did get a playoff win for them and everything. So I think people are calling that team the best backcourt in the history of China. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, is playing basketball in China as fun as it looks? It's very fun. It's very fun. And when you get to a good situation, like I was with the Golden Bulls and they were very professional, very nice team. Unfortunately, not many guys spoke English. Like there was, we had a translator, which is great. But a lot of Chinese teams, they have either foreign coaches or the Chinese players all speak English. Our, my team, like there was very little. They can like hold like a conversation for a short time, you know. Um, but like none of the coaches spoke English. I think we had one Croatian coach, shout out to him. Uh, but we had a we had a, a a translator, but they were it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun out there. I had a lot of fun. I had, they were great teammates. They treated me very well, very professional. And I almost went back. I was going to sign again, and I decided to take the step, go back to Euro League. So a lot of people who play in TBT use it as kind of like a quote unquote showcase for either their their next contract or maybe they want to move from one league to a higher league do you view it like that at all for this summer um not really not really because like I said like I've always been a fan of the tournament and I never thought that I was above the tournament I just didn't have any interest in playing like 
you know, to, to take that time off. You know, I, I enjoy time with my friends. I enjoy going out and, you know, I travel a lot too in the summertime. So uh, I just never really wanted to do that. And I'm, t- I'm taking it as this, just to go and compete. I'm not worried about my future. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get a job wherever I, you know, I feel most comfortable getting a job. So it, it, it could help it for sure. But that's not necessarily necessarily like the the reason I'm playing. So I wanted to go ahead and congratulate Team Hines on making it all the way to the round of 24. You guys have dominated so far, made it to the round of 24. So even if you guys lose first round, you still made it to the round of 24, which is very impressive. That's 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 nothing you know. It's nothing to spit at. So it's definitely a nice team. Some some people, including us, are calling. So do you know do you know about Overseas Elite? They're kind of the the wooden four times. Yeah, they're the wooden years UCLA of TBT. Yeah, yeah. So some people are saying that Team Hines is if if Overseas Elite is full package A, then <laughs> Team Hines is full package B. One's coached by Chris Pratt, the other Billy Welcome. Steve so, Pratt. Or Steve Pratt. What Chris did I Pratt. say? Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. That's the yeah. Chris Pratt. Steve Man. one's coached by Steve Pratt, the other Billy Welcome. So have you looked at the, the rosters, either overseas leader and the other teams? Because there's some there's some good players in the league this yeah. year. No, I have. I, I I took a glance. Um honestly, I would say probably the week leading up, I would I'm gonna do more, you know, research. I'm gonna look at all the rosters, especially our roster, look at guys' stats see what guys' strengths and weaknesses are, who can shoot the three, who's who, who you need to foul at the end of the game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing all that uh, every team that we play because I'm coming in to win, right? And I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to take notes and share it with my team, let them know, you know, this guy, if, if, if it comes down to a foul, he's, he's, a, he's a 52% free throw shooter. This guy, run him off the line, he's, he's shooting 40 from his, you know, his career. This dude, you know... He likes to step back. If he goes left, he's stepping back. If he goes right, he's going to the bucket. He's not passing the ball. Stuff like that. So I gotta be- throw. I gotta throw a wrench in what you're saying right now. You're talking a lot about fouling at the end of the game. Do you know about the no, Elam no, ending? No, no, no. Just, just scouting in general. Just scouting. Well, but do you know about the Elam ending that's in TBT? What is it now? I gotta. I, I, should, I probably should brush up on the rules. Andrew, well, you want to explain it this time? It's yeah, I'll idea. explain it. So, for starters, did you watch the NBA All Star Game this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how when when the clock ran when the clock got to the first whistle under four minutes, it was actually just for the whole fourth quarter for the NBA. But basically, what TBT does, the first whistle under four minutes, they add eight points to the winning team's score, and that's the target score that the teams are playing to. So it essentially becomes like a pickup game to that score. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you guys have ninety-two and the other team has 90, when that first whistle under the four minutes happens, it's first to 100. So, yeah. you know, it eliminates the fouling to get the ball back. It eliminates the – so so you basically – There's fouling as part of the strategy. It's just not the it's same. It's different. It's and, different. Right. Uh, that makes sense. I get it. I get it. Do you think you're capable of scoring all eight points in the Elam ending? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't say if, if that's what my team needs me to do. That's yeah, I thought you were going to say if my teammates, my teammates are hot. <laughs> yes, but that short answer, yes. Long answer, if that's what my team needs me to do. <laughs> All 
All right, so headline, Brandon Paul says no one else will touch the ball in the <laughs> That's funny. I, I, have a, I have a question, and I probably need to stop saying I have a question because you could tell that we're asking questions. That's what the point of this is, is we ask him questions, Andrew. So, Have you ever been given the nickname the oil spill? No, I don't even know what that means. Well, because BP, remember BP had the big oil oh, spill? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. Because well, your defenders slip. You make your defenders slip, and you're, you're hopefully infecting your whole team when you get hot, like the oil. So, so I think the announcers for TBT this summer need to be, need to be like, Brandon Paul hits another three. The oil spill is on fire. And that, just sounds like, that just sounds like a crazy, crazy – Crazy thing going on, but I think we're gonna start calling yeah. you the oil spill. I don't know how my I don't know how I feel about that. I might have to sleep on that and see how I feel about that. Uh, it, Andrew, when you phrase it as the oil spill is on fire, that doesn't sound very good. That sounds like something that's kind of bad for the environment. Like I don't I don't know how yeah, I feel true. about it. But, but oil spills on fire. But uh, tarantulas are bad, and Durant's the tarantula. They kill people. He he doesn't even count. He can't even pick a nickname. He. I, is he, he, the best the best nickname he could have and and Brandon you tell me what you think the Slim Reaper is that's an all time nickname and he just doesn't mm-hmm. want it. Durant's the the I I just call him the ultimate walking bucket. Like he's hands down the hardest person I had to guard in my career. Like he's just there's there's, there's really nothing there's really nothing you can do. You can just only hope to contain and that he missed shots because he can get a shot off on anyone at any time. That's a very that's a very Brandon Paul answer because usually people are like you wouldn't believe it, but you know, Manu Ginobili is the hardest guy I've ever had to guard, or you wouldn't believe it, but Clint Capella is the hardest guy I've ever had to guard. But of course, no, Brandon Paul picks the seven-time scoring leader Kevin Durant is the hardest guy no, he's ever had to guard. I I take that. I think he's one of the. I think he's probably the most gifted offensive player right now you know him and James Harden you, you, you can you can debate but as far as guarding somebody Kawhi was definitely my hardest matchup because I was I was having to go against him when he was basically rehabbing and so we, we, we play like three on three four on four five on five and coach would make me pick him up like full court and guard him and stuff like and he's just he's just he's so strong and gets to his spots on the floor and I was fouling. I was getting into a coach was like fouling. I'm moving around. I'm gonna see where his body's at. Make sure he's okay to play. So it sounds like you're the reason he wanted to leave San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I beat him up a lot, so that's he didn't want any part of that again. What when he's playing, does he say a single word? Yeah, man. I mean, that's just the media. It's just that's what the media does. Just like what they're doing now with everything going on. They 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 want to put a certain thing out there. Like, not everybody is, you know, outspoken like that. He still talk. He come in the locker room, talk to everybody. Uh, if I was him, I'd be annoyed, too. Like, everyone always asks me, like, oh, why don't you talk? Why don't you laugh? Like, dude, just leave me alone. Like, there's times I want to be left alone. You know, everyone's was there, different. Was there, was there anything that you did that you were like, if I took a picture of this and tweeted it, people would be like, that is so typical Kawhi? Um... Nah, I really can't think of anything. Like, you saw that one. I think this was fake, but, like, he was walking around with a bag of apples. You've seen that, right? I've seen that. What's that? It, Andrew, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, there's some some picture of him walking around with a bag of apples, and, like, he's eating one of the apples, and people are like, oh, my God, Kawhi would love apples. You know, it's just like <laughs> – <laughs> What does that even mean? 
<laughs> I don't know, but I'm gonna I'll find it. And I'll send it to you guys. It's it's right. pretty funny. It's just like basically what I'm saying is what you're saying. People are just like trying to create this persona around him, like that he's just like just so like I, I don't know boring. Like I guess you know like there's not like he's a robot. It's like oh my god, Kawhi eats apples. Robots don't eat apples. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Kawhi's a good dude, man. He's a funny guy. Can we get Yo, that? That. That apple thing is worse than the oil spill joke. I got. I, I think that's worse. Well, when I send you the, uh, all right, keep going. I'll look it up. <laughs> BP, or uh, I, I won't call you oil spill. I'll call you BP. So, <laughs> do you have any go-to moves that you learned this year overseas, or that you've been practicing that you're going to unleash for the first time on national television in the TBT? Well, why would I tell you that if I do? Because now guys are going to scout it. and I'm not gonna Well, you don't have to tell me the move. You could tell me if you have something that you're hiding that you're ready to um, show the world. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah? I, guess I got something that, you know, not a lot of players possess. And, uh, and I, like to, I like to use it to my advantage. So I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely bring it out. I hate to interrupt everyone, but I found it. <laughs> and it's a tweet that says, while with the Spurs, Kawhi was known for his love of red apples. One time after practice, everyone decided to go out for a team dinner. When it was his turn to order, Kawhi waved off the waiter and instead pulled out a bag of 12 apples. Coach Popovich asked what he was doing, and Kawhi simply replied, apple time, apple time. That is, <laughs> and then he ate all 12 is, apples. The that is, there's no way that that's actually true. That is funny. <laughs> that is apple time apple time apple time apple time it does say later on like on the thread like that it was all fake but yeah. like the caption is a screenshot of that and the caption to the tweet is damn Kawhi really is a different dude which is exactly what i'm saying like people are just trying to yeah, I don't everybody's know. different dude you can talk you can you can bring up anybody in the league it's just what they put out there right it's just what they it's what they want you know to put out there nobody else is eating 12 apples for dinner though <laughs> All right, Brandon Paul, BP, this has been awesome. Any any last not last words, that sounds weird, but any final uh final <laughs> statements before we let you go here? No, I mean I just appreciate you guys having me on. Um I might pick a guy's brain. I wanna I wanna start my own podcast eventually, so I might pick a guy's brain later on that. But you know, I wish everybody the best of luck. I hope everyone stays healthy through, you know, TBT. Uh, you know, and Everyone stay woke to everything that's going on right now, you know. Stay woke what's going on in the world, racial injustice and everything. For you know, sure. Keep your keep your mind on that, you know, even if NBA comes back or not. Don't forget about the big picture. Absolutely. Great closing statement. I do also want to let you know if you can guarantee uh, Tony Parker as a guest, I will happily be the producer for your podcast. <laughs> for sure. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Take care. All right, two great interviews. You know, a little different. Brandon Paul was a little more humble. Marcus Keene was a little more fired up. Loved telling us that he was a leading scorer in the country. But nonetheless, two awesome great interviews because we're the best interviewers of all time. And when you have the best interviewers of all time, Joey, what do you get? You get two humble guys telling you about how great the interviews were. <laughs> um, no, it was really fun. Brand we talked about it a little bit on the episode. First, Brandon Paul, I mean, we grew up watching him play in high school, so that was really cool to, to get to interview him. Uh, and then he also crushed my dreams as an Ohio State fan when he dropped, like, 43 on the Buckeyes' head that one time. 
Um, and then obviously Marcus Keene. Um, I, I remember boy. what? Hot boy. Hot boy. I remember sitting in the locker room with my teammates, like after practice, like appointment television, watching Marcus Keene play. So um, there's only been like two guys like that. It, Marcus Keene, every, we would always know when he was playing on ESPNU and turn it on. And then whenever Lamar Jackson was on, we always had the game on, like yeah. even in the practice gym. So I got two it, more of those for you. Yeah, hit me. Well, Jimmer, but that's kind of like a given. Yeah, that's a little little different because they were like little older and they were like by his last year, he was like on national TV all the time. Yeah, 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 he was a different level than Marcus Keene probably. And John Morant is a little similar to Marcus Keene where like you could see a highlight every every second. Yeah, no, John Morant 100% when he was in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament, I remember sitting in a hotel room like being late to dinner for team team dinner or dinner with my family or something sitting in my hotel room like no 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 i gotta wait till halftime like john morant's on remember his dunk on marquette oh yeah yeah no yeah zion that's that's too easy but he really was i mean yeah appointment television yeah we said to Marcus Keene, I was like, there's something special about the mid-major guy that you know can score 30. And he owes me money, as we discussed in the episode. <laughs> who else? Who are the mid-major guys that were like that? I mean, like Steph, obviously, but I mean. But that's before us even, you know? Yeah. It's a little before us. Yeah, I remember. Like, was Damian Lillard that polarizing? No. Not at all. But Steph, I remember Steph. Um those moments, like, you just know exactly where you were. Like, Steph, when he had 41 against Wisconsin or whatever, I was sitting on vacation with my family outside watching the game going, who is this guy? I, he's my new favorite player ever. I literally – I could – I mean, I remember every single thing about that, and I was 12 years old or whatever, younger. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's special that – I mean, think about it, the NBA. Have you ever been, like, besides, like, big, gigantic moments – like, there's never – guys score 50 every night. Like, you weren't like, you know, oh, man, I remember when I went to the Bulls game and Bradley Beal scored 53. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. not – but you do remember when Zion had the 360 against Clemson, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I was, in a ta- I was in a taco restaurant in Columbus, Mexican restaurant. So, I, I'm – I, I don't know if it's that exact game where he had the 360, but I know the uh, the Shire family, and they always kind of joke that uh, that play was because of John because he told Zion to, like, pick the guy's pocket and then get the loose ball and have the 360. So he was yeah. like, it's John's re- John was the reason for that 360. I don't it's know funny. if it was that game or one of Zion's other 360s. It's funny you say that because – when you're on scout team, you learn all the other teams' plays probably better than them. Like, I, I felt like I knew Michigan State's plays, like, to a T. I could still tell you what this means, what this means. I'm doing act if you're watching mm-hmm. on YouTube. I, you know, um, but in terms of we played Cleveland State, and I knew that they ran this action where they came off down screens and they switched underneath the baseline and blah, blah, blah. I jumped the screen like a, like a cornerback cutting off like a slant and picked it off. And if I was Zion, oh, my mm. God, I would have – I could have gone between the legs. Like, but I ended up throwing it back to, to a big guy who could actually finish, you know. Um, but it's just funny you say that because 
coaches, they know that stuff. And luckily it rubbed off on me, but I remember like our coach, coach Terry Johnson, we call him coach T. He ran our defensive schemes and stuff. If there was a sidelines play where he would be like, he would be like, CJ, you can jump this one. And he would do it. Like, it was crazy. How like, it's just funny how that works. So shout out to, to assistant coaches like uh, John Shire and coach T. Shout out to assistant coaches. <laughs> All right. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had fun. We always have fun. And Thursday, we got a special guest and another special guest and our bracket reveal. It's all coming up Thursday on Inside TBT.